Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 587, recorded live on Sunday, March 10th, 2019. And here are your hosts, the man who just saw Captain Marvel, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who once again has his mute button on standby, Andy Lowe. Hi. Are you expecting an interruption? No. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Granted, um, Marvel Puzzle Clus has already spoiled something for me, but I'm not going to say what it is. Why not? Because I don't want to spoil it for anybody else. Well, then they can come back and listen to this episode after. Th- I mean, how how long, Andy? How long do I need to wait? Uh, we go see it on Tuesday. So next week, you don't care about the listeners anymore. We can spoil away. <laughs> They've gotten a week. <laughs> You've had your week. Yes. Um, okay, so I can't talk about the movie. Nope. Do you know how hard that is? Because you Coming literally just walked in the door from seeing directly it? Directly from the... I, Andy, I walked... I, I drove home. I walked in the door. I took off my coat. I came upstairs, and I sat down at the computer, and i like, I'm here. <laughs> okay, so the question... The only question I want to know is, how many post-credit scenes? Two? One? None? Define post-credit. When should I get up and leave the theater? Do you want to see all of them or yes. just the ones that matter? I want to see all of them. Then you have to wait till the bitter end. Okay, wait until the bitter end. Check. That said. <laughs> that said, I could probably get up and leave before the can, bitter end. You can leave after the first one. Leave after the first one. Yeah, okay. you, you can. You can. That's that's my, my response. Like, it's cute. It's funny. It's, it's good. But... You, you absolutely don't lose anything by not seeing it. Okay. It's a good movie. Yeah, we're debating which one we want to go see first. Because we have a chance to see two movies. Yeah. Um, we want to see How to Train Your Dragon and Captain Marvel. And go both of Captain them Marvel. have a first showing around 11, and the other one has a showing around 2. Go see Captain Marvel. Well, yeah, yes, but do we see it first, or do we see it second? So, Oh, because you're doing a double feature. Yes. And so you're just trying to figure out which one you should do it in. Yes. Oh. Do you want to start strong? Do you, I mean, which one? Hmm. That's a tough call. Mm-hmm. Flip a coin. That's what we well we uh, we went to IKEA this weekend to get some uh, doors for our bookshelves. So, you know, somebody doesn't come and take all the said books off bookshelf. Mm-hmm. So we might go with whatever is the latest showing at the 11 o'clock. So we get most more time to assemble said doors. I see. They're both good. Well, I haven't seen How to Train Your Dragon, the new one, but like both options are just fine. All right. One of the previews is for Detective Pikachu, though. Is it the one that was posted online, or is it a different one? Uh, depends which one you saw that was posted online. I've seen both of them that have been posted online. Then this is not a new preview. Okay. It, it contains elements of the second one, but not all of them. Okay. At least I don't think, oh, maybe it did have all of them. I don't know. It's one of the, yeah, it's one of the previews that's already released. But it's, it's just, man, I'm so excited for that movie. I didn't think I'd be this excited for Detective Pikachu and watching Deadpool play Pikachu. <laughs> but I'm kind of excited to watch Deadpool play Pikachu. Oh, I still need to watch the second Deadpool movie. Yes, you do. Because it's also very good. I know, but I just, I need time. Haven't seen Aquaman yet either. You don't need to see it. <laughs> I have, I haven't seen Aquaman either. I'm not, like, sad about this. I also haven't seen Batman v Superman. I also haven't seen the Justice League. I saw the Justice League. It was okay. Yep, that's that's kind of the, the general consensus. Oh. It was okay. Dude. I don't want to go see an okay movie. I want to see a movie. Like, I want to see a good movie. Well, that, that that's our thing now is, um, you know, we always have that babysitter line yeah. now. Babysitter line. Where, you know, is is the is is our want to see the movie, you know, worth paying a babysitter for? Yep. Not only, you know, on top of actually, like, you know, paying for movie tickets plus popcorn plus pop, yada, yada, yada. You know, there's the babysitter cost on top of that. Which is, what, another 40 bucks? Uh, 30, 20, 30, 40, somewhere in that range, depending on who we have. Yeah, it's a big price difference. Mm-hmm. Man, that market is just so, like, deregulated. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> but, you know, paying for a professional nanny shouldn't cost you a different amount than picking up Susie from down the street. Should. Should, yes. Okay, because I'm pretty sure you just said shouldn't. 
No, no, should. Sorry. Okay. No, I definitely think like, should. Sorry. Okay. Should. Yes. Mm-hmm. A professional nanny should cost more than, than like the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. We've got <laughs> a lot of audio of sloshing cherry Pepsi. You put ice in your drinks? Not a lot, but yes. I know it just waters it down, and I know it takes up space in the cup. I'm aware of it. I still prefer my drink to be colder. Okay. You know, Do, it comes out cold from the pop machine. You you also realize that movies are an hour and a half to two hours long. Yes. They don't stay cold for an hour and a half to two hours long. Do you have any problem with not having ice in our drink at the movies? <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? I heard some of it. We ain't got time for watered down pop. Okay, that's fine. You you don't need to put ice in your drink. I actually don't anymore. It's you you also shouldn't judge me for doing so. True. I can't hate on the ice. Jerk. Because sometimes ice is really nice. I I sense that we're straying into curling territory. No, not at all. No. Okay. Oh, I want to no, say so much about this movie, Andy. Year. I want to say so much about this movie. Well, you bottle it up inside. I'm, it's not going to be there next week. You're already going to move on after one week? I'm going to move on after this recording. Okay. As I said, I literally just came from the theater. So you're just not going to have any more? I, just, I don't know. Done. I guess I could watch it again next week. <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch it again so soon. Oh, but it's worth a second viewing? Yeah. Okay. I'd say so. So when when we, was it just last week or two weeks ago, we, we ranked the Marvel movies? Last week. So in my mind for that ranking, yes, I've got like top, middle, and bottom. Yes. I'd put this at the high end of middle or the low end of top. Okay. Like it was, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. That said, I enjoyed Iron Man 2 and it's one of the worst ones in the list. I th- Iron Man 2 is very all over the place because there were some really good parts like the uh, the briefcase suit and, you know, the the thing that his dad leaves for him mm-hmm. going like, look, you know, technology has not set this up yet, but in th- in theory, you know, you should be able to do this. Yep. I don't know why he would do that. I also did, like had an issue with the whole concept that they're they're creating or discovering a new element. Yeah, no, that one. The new element, I feel like they could have worded it better right new material yes like a new compound of some kind because that that would have been fine new molecule go for it yes but like yeah here's a new element like no that's that's not that's not how physics works no it's not how chemistry works the periodic table is kind of pretty much set like we we understand how the periodic table works now We, we understand how Protons, neutrons, and electrons fit together. Mm-hmm. It's not like putting them in a different configuration is going to make it any more or less stable. That's not how quantum mechanics works. Yep. Seriously, if if they had just done it as like a new material. And the, the clue would have actually still stayed the same too. Yep. Because yeah, the building layouts and stuff would still, you know. Those actually, in fact, it could have made more sense if those had represented different elements. Yeah. Oh man, that would have been so much better. <clears throat> yep. You know, because each building would have, yeah, no, that would of, oh, oh, no, they wanted to do a big flashy thing and say, look, we made a new element to replace palladium because palladium is poisoning you through the reactor, even though the palladium is the core of the reactor and doesn't touch your body at all. Huh? Like we said, it's all over the place. It's because it's, it's one of the worst ones. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to hold back, Andy. I'm trying to hold back and not tell you. Well, don't worry. Spoil the shit out of that movie for you. Because in 46 days, Endgame comes out. Is it that soon? 46 days, 9 hours, 14 minutes. You have a counter, don't you? Somebody else has a counter that I know of. (laughs) How is that different than you have a counter? Released on Friday, April 26th. Jeez, that's coming soon. Yeah. Why did they put these two movies so close together? So that you see one to get you ready for the next. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, that's I, not a, that's I don't not a know surprise. That, I, don't, I don't know if that was, that was a spoiler or not. Um, since Captain Marvel was teased at the very end of Infinity War... No. I mean, for goodness sakes, Nick Fury's literally dying, basically his breath was, you know, quoting Pulp Fiction. But before that was <laughs> um, contacting Captain Marvel. So I have a feeling she's going to be showing up in the next movie. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Watch the end credits. 
Yeah, I know. Like, it might stay till the bitter end. Or just leave after the first one. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe Dave's lying, too. Maybe the really important one is at the very, very end. <laughs> what caused the breakup of the podcast? Captain Marvel, post credit scene, <laughs> number two. <laughs> or three. <sighs> oh, man. No, I'm messing with you. There there are two. Okay. There are two things that I would refer to as post-credit scenes. Uh, the first one is the more important of the two. The second one is, is really, really short. There is, in fact, no dialogue whatsoever. Now, the question is, is this a Howard the Duck type post-credit scene? There is no dialogue whatsoever. Okay. It is important to the... Is it important to the plot? <laughs> mm. You're going to watch it. Like, I know you. Yeah. You're going to stay and watch it. Well, that's if we have time. If we have to leave, if we have to jet out to pick up oh, Isaac. No. Oh, no. Then you should probably watch it first. Now we're fine. Just so you can see both end credit scenes and then go watch How to Train Your Dragon. Mm -hmm. Go watch Captain Marvel first. All right. Because then you can see both end credit scenes. And you won't have to worry. And you won't have to be like, oh, no, what if we need to leave? So should we actually hit topics? Yeah, I suppose. We've got a few of them. Mm -hmm. A couple just like little announcements to, to get out of the way. First off, one of them. Uh, our site now supports HTTPS. Yay! That probably should have happened a long time ago. How come uh, I still go to ripodcast.net and it still is listing as a not secure site? Because I never redirected it. And because there's cookies and we have images that come from other places. Ah, okay. But your connection to it should be secure. There should be a certificate now. <clears throat> well, what happens if I click this link? Oh, that's HTTPS. Yes, and things are blocked. What things are blocked? Uh, I'm not getting any ads. Oh, sure enough. All the ads are gone. Oh, well, not like we really made a lot off of those anyway. In fact, I'm curious. <laughs> I'm trying to go to AdSense and Google and uh, uBlock is like, uh, that's an ad site. I'm like, yes, yes, it is. I'm trying to go there. Yeah, we had uh, um, one of our news guys down in uh, Coldwater was telling me that he could his little Facebook button wasn't showing up for him to post on the you know his stories on Facebook. Yeah, on the 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 company Facebook page. I'm like, well, that's weird. And he's like, yeah, it's only on that computer though, and it's not on any of the computers in the building. Well, I'm sitting there thinking, well, I have an idea of what it might be. Do you want to do you want to take a guess? Uh, it was computer specific. Mm -hmm. There was probably an extension. Uh, it was not user specific though. It was computer specific. Oh, um, I got nothing. Host file. Host file. I was about to say, damn it. Oh, someone had screwed with the host file. I had run, um, I think it was malware bytes or Spybot or something to you get a whole bunch. You screwed with the host file? Yes, I screwed with the host file during some quarantine or, you know, checkup or something. Some antivirus, anti-spyware, anti-malware, anti-whatever redirected a whole bunch of stuff in the host file to go to 127.0.0.1. So yeah, it... <laughs> And one of them was the company that, you know, controlled the little Facebook buttons and the mm -hmm. Twitter button and the, the Instagram button or whatever it is. The social media buttons. Yeah, the social media buttons. So I had to find out whose, you know, buttons they were and then find out, you know, go through the host file and find all yep. the versions of that company's page and basically delete those. We have $53 sitting in Google Ad. We can't get to it until it reaches over 100 Oh. So what you're telling me is I should set all of our homepages at work to go to our podcast page. <laughs> well, our page count would skyrocket. I think you might get fired. Yes, I probably would. So maybe don't do that. Yeah, no. Oh, man, that reminds me of this one time in the movie today. No. <laughs> So, uh, the crew dragon splashed down fine. Yay! I mean, that's, that's not a surprise because it's like the same thing that they, they've had previously. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like, they didn't, the, the crew dragon is the dragon capsule just made specifically for people this time rather than just um was cargo. it like was it 
What did they do different? I don't know. Crew dragon versus... So I thought the whole point of the dragon was that it was eventually going to have crew and that, like, they designed it that way at the beginning. Like, there were windows in it, even though it was just doing cargo. Let's see. Uh, cargo, blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh, um, it turns out that this one's actually a new box. This one's technically uh, Dragon 2. Mm. <coughs> okay. uh, the Crew Dragon's 2 first non-piloted test flight to the ISS was launched on March 2nd and first crewed flight to the ISS planned to occur in July. 2019. So this is different than just the regular Dragon capsule. So I'd have to find a better website than Wikipedia to tell me the differences. Yeah. Okay, so it splashed down Mm -hmm. and... Um, the crew of the ISS took a prisoner from it. They didn't. They did. No! (laughs) They took the the dummy? No, 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 no. Ripley is still back on Earth. Okay, but what what did they take? Well, Elon Musk put a little uh, plush toy in the um, capsule as well, and the crew of the ISS (laughs) stole the plush toy. Oh, that's great! (laughs) So... Yep. Yeah. So now it's up there, and and what they're like? So come and get it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think they just might leave it up there as a mascot. They've already been posting on the Instagram picture of him, you know, <laughs> going through all the astronaut training. That is fantastic. So yeah, that they've is... got him. They got him in like safety gears, and that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> They got him attached to the exercise equipment, and you know, listening to briefings. <laughs> wow i'm enjoying these pictures a lot oh yeah no this is great (laughs) that's fantastic (laughs) spacex's vice president for mission and launch operations apparently told the astronauts hey we're gonna need earthy back nope (laughs) come and get him (laughs) oh man that's great i just hope that spacex doesn't like bill nasa for 20 bucks (laughs) Plus the price of putting him up there. Most expensive plush toy in history. Yeah. I mean, the toy was only 20 bucks, but getting it transported to where it wanted to go. Shipping and handling not included. (laughs) Gives you a new term to the word shipping. Yep. Yep. Okay. So what's next for SpaceX? What do they have coming up? Uh, they have the, uh, abort test coming up next for the module. Um, so the, the dragon, the innards actually are, stay the same, but they actually put a new skin on the, the capsule. And then I think they're going to run a, yeah, a test abort. So they're going to launch it, but then, you know, what happens if there's a problem during launch? So supposedly there, you know, there are rockets that will actually fire it away from an exploding rocket. So let's see. Cool. Oh, there it is. SpaceX calendar. Launches, sky events, and more. Uh, that's going to be in June. They've got a couple other launches before that. Oh, it looks like they might have uh, Arabsat 6A. Looks like it's going to get launched on a heavy. Yep, that was a delayed launch, though. Oh. So they haven't rescheduled it yet. Oh. Uh, there's another resupply up to the ISS in a month. Yeah. Uh, at space.com. Launch manifest. There we go. SpaceX. Launch manifest. Where are we? We are in March of 2019? Yes. Those are completed missions. I don't want completed missions. Future missions. Come on, if I'm coming to this page, what do you think I'm looking for? (laughs) Which one do you think I'm more interested in? Completed missions or upcoming missions? Also, the upcoming missions are sorted by, like, they're sorted by customer and don't have an expected launch date. This site is useless. GG, SpaceX. Okay. (laughs) That's... I guess that's the spacey news. Yeah, the Falcon Heavy is still to be announced. The spaceship. Next what Falcon call- 9, CRS-16. What are they calling? We just talked about this last week. The BFR got a new Starship. Yeah, Starship. That's what it's called. Yep, so Starship has not been scheduled yet. Oh, there's going to be another Falcon Heavy in June. Ooh. Yay. Uh, yeah, Crew Dragon Demo 2, July, Falcon 9. Okay, so that's coming up yep. in four more months. Yep. July. So, the future of space is now. It's not a very far future. Nope. If it's now. I'm looking to see if you okay. have any other space news. Nope, no more space <laughs> news. Uh, do you want to talk about robots? Uh, I was going to talk about games. Okay, no, we can talk about games. We have plenty of game topics. We got tons of game stuff. Um, so, fun fact. Yeah. I don't remember if we talked about this on the show or not. Dances can't be trademarked. 
No. So all these people suing Fortnite saying, hey, you stole the dance that I made up. First off, <laughs> suing Fortnite, you lost your chance because like Fortnite's population just plummeted. Second off, you, you can't sue because you can't copyright a dance. Yes, but the Supreme Court in the U.S. held a unanimous decision that under the Copyright Act, a plaintiff can't sue for copyright infringement until the Copyright Office has either granted or refused the person's application for registration. So I, I can't go to the Copyright Office, drop something off, and then be like, I'm suing you. I yes. have a copyright on that. Yes, no, the application must be either granted or denied. And then, then you can try and sue. Right, which kind of makes sense. Yes. Right? Like, I can't sue you for a thing I don't actually have a copyright over, even if I've filed for it. But you can't copyright a dance anyway, so all of these copyrights should get declined, right? Uh, I do believe so. Yeah, the U.S. Copyright Office in February declined to register the Carlton dance, finding it merely a simple dance routine. Right. I mean, if anything, if anything, the dance belongs to the character. Yes. Which is owned by whatever production company made Fresh Prince. Uh, NBC. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, no, no, sorry. The Stuffed Dog Company. Which is owned Quincy by... Quincy Jones? Really? Wow. Well, good for him for promoting that. Who is Quincy Jones? Um, You mean the Grammy Award winner, Quincy sure. Jones? Oh, that Quincy Jones. Okay. Yes. The one who is still on tour at 85? Cool. Damn. <laughs> Props to him. <clears throat> So, yeah, so I guess, you know, you'd have to sue Quincy Jones, which... <laughs> no, it would be that Quincy Jones would have to sue, mm, right? You're right, yes. Because even if Alfonso came up with the dance and, and did the dance, that was for the character while he was on contract for Fresh Prince, which doesn't matter because you can't copyright a dance. Yeah, so what happens to the Backpack Kid? I don't know who the Backpack Kid is. Backpack Kid is the guy who started flossing? I really don't care who the Backpack Kid is. <laughs> well, he, he also, also can't copyright a yeah. dance. So, <laughs> I feel like Fortnite is going to be just fine in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, for goodness sakes, you know, if anybody was going to sue dancing, you know, how come they didn't sue World of Warcraft way back when? Tunak, Tunak, Tun. I think one People of were like, oh, this game is famous. I must get my share of it. Right. Speaking of World of Warcraft. Yep. Ouch. Job cuts. Ouch. I mean, in the grand scale of things, 200 is not much. No, but it's but it's a quarter of the supposed 800 that are planned to cut. Ouch. I mean, oh. 41 of the 200 that were just announced were IT people. Like support people? They were, according to the, you know, the um, the worker adjustment and retraining notification filing, I guess, which you have to do uh, for being a company in the United States. Okay. I don't know exactly what that is, but Blizzard... Or being like a publicly traded company, maybe? Maybe. So Activision Blizzard had to file this, and they had to list where the job cuts were coming from. Yeah. So yeah, 41 were IT... 29 were marketing, um, 18 were HR, uh, 16 across financial and commercial, 29 were let go from the live experiences team. The live experiences team. So that's got to be like conventions. Probably. Uh, 11 QA staff, 9 web and mobile teams, you know, a bunch of people from their U.S. publishing teams and everything. So... I'm guessing the 41 from IT, they, they pulled the Disney is what I'm thinking. What did Disney do? Disney moved most of their IT support overseas. Oh, yeah, that's not usually a good thing. You know, you you have maybe one or two people in the United <laughs> States to actually, you know, do hardware swaps or you subcontract that out. And then your actual, like, you know, help desk people are overseas who can just remote in and do things that way. Yeah, but it, it doesn't, like, doesn't make things easy. It's I, I get that it's doable, but if I need resolution on an issue, I don't know. Maybe I guess it's okay. As I'm sitting here thinking about how I uh, had an issue this morning with our Battle Creek station, with our web stream computer locking yeah. up, but it was an old Dell desktop, so I couldn't iDRAC into it. So I had to call up uh, the manager who lives closer than I am, like, can you uh, 
Are you are you in Battle Creek right now? <laughs> Can you just reboot this machine? Yeah, I'm literally just like, what do you need me to do? I'm like, hold the power button till it goes off, and then push <laughs> the power button again. Congratulations, here's your tech support degree. Yeah. 45 seconds later, I get the email saying that the streams are back up and running again, and I'm like, boom. <laughs> Totally which, outsourced. Which now I'm looking at um, some of those IP power strips that have you know, let you control the power of the individual oh, just outlets. So you, can, so you can forcibly reboot from a distance? Yes. Uh, the problem with that would be you'd be able to turn it off, but could you turn it back on again? There is a configuration in the Dell BIOS to uh, uh, state after power loss, I think is what they call it, where you can tell it um, after you, you know, if you lose power and then you gain power back again, what do you want the computer to do? Do you want it to stay off? Do you want it to turn back on or do you want it to be in the state it was in before the power loss so i could tell it hey if you lose power and you get power back turn yourself back on that's Boom. clever that's that's the dell bios it's it's baked into the box so it's like yep not dependent on the operating system not nope. dependent on user settings nope then i just have to make sure that yeah everything okay over there yeah, we just heard a loud thud but it was right after a gust of wind, so I'm thinking our recycling container got blown over. Uh-huh. Right. So what other news we got here? Oh, Konami is creating an esports center in Tokyo. Ooh. 12-story building dedicated entirely to esports. 12 stories. 12 stories. That is a big building. Do they have a picture? Uh, on the link to the link, they have an artist rendering of it. That does not look like an impressive building. Are you looking at the... the artist rendering i think so konami aims high with esports dedicated center in yes Inza, tokyo that's the actual construction if you scroll down oh okay that was the cons- that's where it is right now i'm like that doesn't look great okay no 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 it's gonna okay. be done in november oh wow so they're they're making progress on that well they want it done by tokyo 2020 by the olympics yes why because they kept on trying to push for esports in the olympics come and on we've talked about this failed right but they they didn't get it Yes, but they're still trying to push it so they can, if the IOC is in town, you can be like, hey, look at this building down the road, 12 stories, packed, blah, 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 blah. We made it just for you guys. And you didn't use it. I mean, that's not going to do anything to convince them to do the Olympics. No, the IOC is a bunch of old white guys. I wonder if that's actually true or not. What's the IOC board members or board of directors? <clears throat> IOC executive board. Uh, Thomas Bach, old white guy. Really? You're just only going to give me the president? You're not going to tell me who's on the board? Of the IOC? Yeah. Probably not. So what do you think is in this creative center? Like, um, Well, they've said uh, it will house... Training? It will house an esports arena, a shop for hardware and other products, and then they're also going to have classrooms for teaching esports classes. Teaching. So, like, I could go there and sit down on a session and be like, here's how to jungle. Yeah. And, you know, which one is your lane? (laughs) Oh, I want to spend the rest of the episode coming up with course titles for esports. Zerg Russian and you. Oh, man. Oh, there's got to be some other really good ones Heavy out there. is your friend. <laughs> Followed by, don't worry about the heavy, focus on healing your other teammates. <laughs> A spy no, is in your base. Come on, no one plays TF2 on professional esports anymore. Yeah, it's always the hat, guys. There's, there's like, it's Fortnite, it's, it's... What's the new one? Oh, 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 what is that new one? Apex. Yes. Apex Legends. Battlegrounds is still out there, but like, it's just, oh man. You've been dropped from a plane. Now what? <laughs> what should the, the you... The subtitle of the course, well, the subtitle of the course is like choosing your starting zone. Yeah. Right? You've been dropped from a plane. Now what? Choose your starting zone. Should oh, you man. mulligan? <laughs> Ethics and your teammates. <laughs> Okay, who shot me? <laughs> what to do about friendly fire in a, in a squad-based... Strafing patterns. Yeah. Um, yeah, the dude, I'm oh on God. your team. How many How many courses could you do for Hearthstone? Oh, my God. You could do... Uh, how many videos does, Tr- uh, does Trump have out there? Right. Not the President Trump. No. To be clear. There's yes. a Hearthstone player named Trump. Who was always about posting learning videos. Yeah. 
But like, there's got to be several for each class, plus different styles, plus the new expansions. The game is different. What to do when an update happens? Yeah, yeah. Videos about you, like you know, what to do with you know the upcoming you know season. Yep. Which, oh, oh thank God, God I can't. I can't Overwatch. wait for the new season to start. So many cards will be leaving that will just destroy the meta. You're talking about Hearthstone, aren't you? Yes. Okay. Oh. You seem very happy about this. Yes, because there were two cards that came out that completely screwed up the meta, and they actually caused other cards to be nerfed or buffed accordingly because of just literally two legends. Which the, two? Uh, the Baku and Grey Wolf. It was the, if your deck is all odds or all evens, depending on which card there, your your hero power would either uh, increase in strength or lower in cost. Okay. Well, think of, think of your hunter could do um, three damage to the person per turn. Right. No, I, I get that. Yeah. I'm just, uh, why does that change everything else so much? Because the, they took they took over the meta. It was just, you know, the, the ridiculousness there. People had that, and they had other cards that had to get their values changed because they were either an odd or an even value, and it just made the decks just too crazy. Okay. So they're, they're getting kicked out a year early. These two cards? Yep. Oops. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things I'd where... I'd say someone should probably get fired, but that might be too soon. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, it's funny because it's sad. Yeah. You know what's not and sad, though? What's not sad? Blizzard actually uh, is re-releasing Diablo. Let's on, be careful about what we say. On good old games. Let's be careful about what we say. Re-releasing makes it sound like they've created some sort of update, that they've brought it forward. Okay, so it's not a remastered, but they have fixed some of the bugs, made it, you know, work with the larger monitors because, you know, the game was originally released in 1996. Okay. So they've they've made it so it um so it works on yeah. the modern computers uh okay so they call it a quality of life update and it's also drm free Ooh. so how much does it cost ten dollars ten bucks for the original diablo mm-hmm. i think i have the original diablo somewhere downstairs they're also working on uh, Warcraft 3 as well to bring that back. Yeah, I, I knew that one. They announced that one a while ago. Mm-hmm. And that one, they are remastering it. Like, they, they updated the engine. They are are making it so the game is a lot smoother. Like, I think they're using the World of Warcraft engine for it now. Ooh. The modern World of Warcraft engine, not the, like, 15-year-old release engine. Ah. <sighs> So blocky. Yep, it's called Warcraft 3 Reforged, by the way. Okay. And it just, it looks so good. They've released some gameplay trailers, and it's just like, holy crap, the detail is just so high. I might need to play it. Might need to buy that. Um, yeah, a lot of, lot of Blizzard in the news then. Mm-hmm. Let's keep going. What else we got? Nintendo. Nintendo and virtual reality. Yeah. <gasps> no one saw that coming <laughs> from a mile and a half away. Hey, look, they turned the Switch into a VR headset. Not only, it's like the Google, uh, Google. It's the Google Cardboard VR headset. Yeah, the Google Cardboard VR headset for Nintendo. Yeah. So, you know, (laughs) that's a thing. Nothing like having a whole Switch on your face. I mean, it's not that heavy. Have you held it? Like, have you, have you pulled one up? Uh, no, I've only held the remotes. Switch is not that heavy. Okay. VR goggles do not include a head strap. Oops. Well, wait, how are you supposed to... (laughs) I don't know, but it costs 80 bucks. Oh, for for what? For cardboard. <laughs> and software. Oh, and a there, blaster gun. There is a starter set that includes only the goggles and a blaster for 40. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 interesting cuz like if they sell you the VR kit, they can also then sell you expansions and be like, "Oh, you want to play VR as a pirate. Here's a pirate Labo kit." That includes, that includes a cardboard sword? Yeah, like a, a cardboard saber and... and You light. can upgrade your cardboard saber using aluminum foil. <laughs> no, because that would block the signals. <laughs> it would, it wouldn't it? <laughs> well, no, 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 because you put it on the blade, so then the handle would still know where you're at. Yeah, as long as the blade is, is not between the handle and the switch. <clears throat> Here's a... a um, uh, shoot, what's the, the steering wheel of a boat? Uh... Is it just the wheel? I think it is just the wheel. 
You're looking that up, aren't you? <laughs> I am typing in the words steering wheel of a boat. It is the steering wheel. It is the wheel of the ship. Okay. Just, I couldn't remember. It is also called the helm. The helm. Well, the helm is where it is, right? True. Or the helmsman is the person in charge of it. I guess it's the helm. Yeah. So they, they could sell you like a helm out of cardboard. Andy, Andy, imagine Assassin's Creed Black Flag in VR with a helm. So I've actually got to turn the wheel. Yep. That actually wouldn't be that bad. That would be kind of right. fun. For $50. <laughs> I feel like I, I could buy an actual, like, boat wheel probably. for less uh, than that. Mm, I, I actually doubt that. Oh, nope. Here we go. Home Depot. HomeDepot.com. Traditional Shesham wood and brass ship wheel. What's its size? 12 inches by 12 inches. So it's a foot wide. Yep. This is a kind of a tiny little wheel there, Andy. Well, do you? I can, I can get you a 30-inch one for $64. That's more than 50 Oh. Just, you know, just pointing out the flaws in your, your idea. I yes, do have to give Nintendo credit. Like, they are attempting new things. They are trying to be different, and that's awesome. That's Nintendo's... Nintendo's always been different. Yeah, that is Nintendo's shtick. Like, yep. going... All the way back. Hey, let's do a home video game console. Um, uh, sure, why not? We'll try. Hey, look, it works. And, oh, we can use cassette tapes. Okay, cool. And, oh, we can use cartridges. Okay, that's really cool. And, oh, let's make a light gun. Okay, let's make a power glove. Uh, that was a really bad idea. Okay, we aren't doing that again. Uh, let's make a track and field. Uh, that was a really bad idea. Let's not do that again. Yes, but without the Nintendo trackpad, would there have been Dance Dance Revolution? Right, but that that specifically is my point. They try weird shit, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But when they try it, they usually end up producing something that will come back and alter the industry. And if you don't think DDR altered the video game industry, you are not paying attention to the video game industry. You, you did not play at Pinball Pete's. <laughs> What, okay, uh, oh, there's finally an end to the Vivendi Ubisoft saga. Remind me. Where Vivendi kept on trying to buy Ubisoft but said that they weren't actually going to, you know, try and take over the company. Okay. Yeah, like, like how Activision wasn't going to take over Blizzard. Where they, you know, they kept on buying more and more stock and they're like, yeah, no, we're not going to take it over. We're not going to take oh, it right. over. Oh, right. And eventually some, uh, one of the, the stock control companies said like, if you are doing this, you have to actually put in a bid for the company. Yeah. Okay. I'm caught back up. Yeah. Well, now, um, as of Tuesday, Vivendi has sold off its last bit of Ubisoft stock. Okay. Ooh. And has committed to not purchasing stock for five years. Yes. At one point, they owned 27.3% of the company, and today they do not. Reuters noted that Vivendi's total sales of the Ubisoft shares brought in about 2 billion euro. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. How much did they pay for it? I don't know. I'd oh, have to... Nope, they, they, here it is. They paid 800 million. Oh, so they... they... They sold the shares for $2 billion for capital gain of $1.2 Oh, okay, so that's what that is. Gotcha. Yeah, they made $1.2 off of it. That's not bad. <laughs> that's not an insignificant amount of money. No, not at all. That is an incredible amount of money. What's the exchange rate on that? Euro? Euro, $1.35 USD. Oh, wow, the exchange rate has gone way down. Brexit. Shouldn't have impacted the... I guess it would. I was going to say it's going to impact the pound more than the euro. Well, yes, but it still will impact the European Union if, yeah. <laughs> if the UK leaves. So there's just lots of volatility and angst over there right now. Yep, one pound sterling is $1.30. I remember a time where it was, it was like a lot more. Yeah, it was like, what, two euros to a dollar? Well, I'm talking about the pound. Oh, you're looking at the pound? Oh, yeah. Wasn't there a time when the pound was like $5 to the pound? <laughs> Hi. You okay there? You have all your stuffed animals. All the stuffed animals. Andy got distracted, folks. Don't worry. We'll be back. <laughs> all right. He's gone now. Isaac attack. So, uh, let's see what other video game news we got here. Uh, I think that's it video game-wise. Oh, no, EA is not going to have a press conference during E3. 
Who's left to have a press conference during E3? Nintendo, Microsoft. Didn't Nintendo say they're not doing it this year? E, let's see. EA 2019 press conferences. Somebody's got to have Valve, a list. Valve doesn't do it. E3 this year. E3 is June 11th. All my recent top... I searched for 2019... Oh, oh no, not EA. No, no, I want E3. Thanks, you, Google, for correcting my spelling. Uh, Nintendo has an E3 2019 press conference. E3 2019 Expo Wiki. Sony will be skipping. Both Microsoft and Nintendo confirmed they'll still attend. Um, I know Ubisoft always has an announcement there. Uh, does, no, did Activision? Mm, Bethesda did last year. They did a really big one. Yeah, Bethesda had one. Ubisoft <coughs> has one. Square Enix, I think, had one. Gesundheit. Gesundheit. Thank you. But yeah, no, EA EA has their little, like, <laughs> side hustle during E3, the EA Play. Oh, uh, where they, they're, like, renting across the street or something? Yeah, basically. But yeah, they're just going to have live streams going on from the 7th through the 9th. So they're not going to have a, they're not going to get everybody in one big room. They're just going to have everybody logging online. Mm. So, yep. Is E3 dead or is it dying? No. Not yet. It might be disseminating, like it seems to be in a lot of different places now. Yeah, Blizzard, BlizzCon, Sony's going to do their own thing. GDC. GDC. Gamescom. Mm -hmm. Heck, PAX even had some announcements. I think people are looking at... um, Shoot, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Paw Patrol came on. Looking at... Oh, um, getting lost in the mix of E3. Ah companies can have host their own event therefore host their own narrative and not get lost in the shuffle ah it's kind of like um that doesn't sound like something you'd say are you reading this from somewhere no this is this is what i think that no <laughs> in my head you know okay it's i'm it's sorry like then. the um i should not have doubted you oh the tech show in vegas Every year. First one. CES? CES, yes. You, you, I, you know, some of the people who report on CES are like, you know, my email inbox gets flooded with <laughs> right. the amount of people who want just, you know, 15 minutes of my time to tell me about this new, you know, product or something. And it's just like CES has gotten so freaking massive that you actually cannot really cover it much anymore. You, you have to have like a squad of people come down and just fan out and try and cover as much of it as possible. But still, there's so much stuff there that, you know, doesn't get covered. Because it's yep. so huge. People get lost in the shuffle, so why not host your own event if you can? Well, I mean, if you can, then you're probably not getting lost in the shuffle. Yeah, but you're still fighting against the other big boys. Why f- try and fight Sony? But, but the other big boys are all running their own thing anyway. <laughs> well, na- yeah, now they are. So yep. it's, you know. I I think, I don't think E3 is gone. I don't think it's dead. I think... It's changing, and it's always changing. It's always been changing. They try things, and they don't work. They try things, and they do work. And they try things, and they don't work. And then they close down E3 for a couple of years. They move out of uh, L.A. Yep. That's what that's what it really, I think, needs to happen, is they need to move out of L.A. <clears throat> to where? I don't know. Oakland. Why? Because it's bigger and cheaper. It's big. Is it? I the mean, L.A. LA Convention Center? I think the Oakland Coliseum Convention thing is bigger than L.A., I don't know if it's called the college. Shoot, I forgot what the one in Oakland is called. I don't remember. I'm trying to find it and I'm failing. Yeah, Hardcore. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. On. Yeah. Uh, some quick updates. The uh, Major League Baseball is looking at uh, having robotic umpires. Cool. They're they're teaming up with the Atlantic League, which is an I'm, independent baseball league, which uh, basically allows them to just try things out and see if they work or not. The Atlantic League. Yes. Which is an independent. So it's not the National League or the American League. No. It's separate from that. Yes. It's an independent baseball league. Mid-Atlantic and northeastern United States with one team located in Texas. League professionals are signed, uh, well, when Atlantic uh, League professionals are signed by the MLB clubs, they usually start in AA or AAA. But um, in 2019, the Atlantic League will begin a three-year partnership with MLB, allowing MLB to implement changes to Atlantic League playing rules in order to observe the effects on potential future rule changes and equipment. So they said, hey, give us some money um, and we'll let you kind of mess with the rules. So they might have a... Now, when you say a robotic umpire... Using, basically, you know, the uh, fox tracks, where they actually have a... They 
have a camera that will see where, you know, the theoretical strike zone is, Mm -hmm. and they'll track the ball as it passes through said invisible box, and the robot will tell if it's, you know, a strike or a ball. Okay. Does every part of the ball need to be in the box? Uh, No, the box must, in theory, the box, uh, the ball must touch. Intersect the box. Intersect, yes. Because it's a three-dimensional box, technically. Right, right. So, like, if if the ball nicks the corner of the box, technically, it, it, would it does a... not need to pass through the box. It no. just needs to touch the box. Yes. Interesting. You know what would be really helpful for something like that? What? Would be using the hollow lens so the batter knows where the box is. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, you know, no, you know, the plate gives you, you know, the, the base of the box because it's the size of the plate. Well, the front part of the plate if I do. Yeah, I was going to say, well, wait a minute. It can't be the size of the full plate because, like, the plate comes back at an angle. Yeah, no, it's technically the the square part of the home plate. Okay. And then it's, you know, normally it's from, like, you know. So it's, it's the vertical shaft from the square of home plate or the rectangle of home plate straight up intersected with the plane of, that is through the batter's knees and parallel to the ground, and the second plane of the batter's shoulders parallel to the ground. Yeah, most people uh, now have kind of shrunk down the upper part of the strike zone, so it's a little bit lower. It's it's kind of above the letters wait, now. What do you mean? Wait, what do you mean people have shrunk it down? The rules define it. Yes, but the umpire is still, each umpire basically has their own idea of what a strike zone is. That's bullshit. That's the game. No, that's not a game. That's a violation of rules. <laughs> How? How do you? I Because so, then it all depends on the umpire. Yes. Yes, it does. And if like the same play with two different umpires could have two entirely different results. Yes. Yes, it will. <laughs> Why do people like this game? Because it's a classic. Bullshit. Moving on. Okay. MLB rule book area over home plate that extends from midway between the belt and the shoulders of the batter down to the bottom of the knees. That is the actual MLB rule book. That it's anywhere. The top of the plate, the top of the box is anywhere from the belt to the shoulders. Midway between the belt and the shoulders. Okay. Anywhere midway from the belt to the shoulders. Yes. Up to the shoulders. Right. So, well, first off, like, no. Oh, it also turns out it actually is the whole plate. I thought it was just the front part, but no, it's the actual whole plate. Why? Why is it the whole plate? Why? Like, the plate is not a rectangle. Why are you giving me a pentagonal prism? In addition, the diagram of the strike zone has been revised in Appendix 5. Okay, Appendix 5. To Appendix 5 we go, because I've lost all control over this podcast. (laughs) Where the hell is Appendix 5? All the way down here. See Appendix 5. Hollow beneath the kneecap to (laughs) midpoint between shoulders and belt. So it is the midpoint between the shoulders and the belt. Yes. Now, where that midpoint is... Is up to the umpire. Because they don't come with a ruler and say, like, okay, where's your belt? You know, what happens if you got really, uh... So if I sag... Yeah, if I sag, the top of my strike zone will... Will go down. Will go down. Right? Like, man, I'm just gonna wear the belt around my crotch, and then... (laughs) I get, like, zero strikes. I was was a weight. (laughs) Hey, Sabermetrics, say, if you can get on base, that's a plus for your team. No matter how you get on base, if you get on base, that's a positive. I get on base? I just freaking drop my belt. (laughs) Drop your pants. I was like, you know what? It's from the belt to the shoulders, so I'm just going to come up here to fr- to the plate and hang on one sec and just undo the belt and let him drop. I'm like, all right, bitch, the strike zone is from my knees to below my knees. <laughs> That's bullshit. This is why they're looking at doing robot empires. Yep. Yep. Because a camera can go, okay, you know, your belt is here, your shoulders are here, when you're I ready mean, to the, pitch. The camera is still vulnerable to, I lower my belt. They'll have to adjust the rule to be like, your waist. Yeah. From your waist to your, your shoulders. Oh, like, let's see. What the 
They're also looking at extending the distance between the pitching rubber to another two feet back. Also, doesn't if I bend over, like if I squat, does that change the strike zone? I don't know. I feel like the umpire would, you know, if you're trying to create some shenanigans, I feel like the umpire would then... And I'd say, like, what's the rule? And then you would argue against the umpire and then get thrown out for arguing against the umpire. Only if I touch the umpire, right? Like... No, they can still throw you out even if you don't touch them. They've thrown thrown people out who've, you know, started, you know, quipping at them from the bench. So, you know, they already got struck out. They're already, you know, back in the bench. They're (laughs) bitching and moaning from the bench. Umpires have way too much control over this game. They should be the enforcement of the rules, not the, like... Not judge, jury, and executioner? Yeah. Have I mentioned I really just don't like baseball? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, some of these rules are just weird. Like extending back the pitcher's mound, but then it's not in the center of the baseball diamond if you move it back two feet. Does it need to be in the center? It's always been in the center. That doesn't answer the question. No, the pitcher mound, the pitcher, I get, well, technically, no, you have to be on the rubber to pitch. Okay, hang on. Wait, wait. What does the rule say? Oh, God, I'm not does it? I'm does not... it, A, say the pitcher must be on the rubber? Yes. Yes, it does. Does actually, it say the rubber the... must be on the mound? Yes. Does it say where the mound must be? Uh, currently, yes. The mound must be currently 60 feet and 6 inches from okay. the start of home plate. I just want to make it clear. There's a, a clear definition. Does it say that the rubber must be centered on the mound? I do believe so, yes. And the the lengthwise across from first base to third base? I don't know about that Because if not, part. I'm fucking rotating that rubber. Oh, you see so you're tilting it so one side is closer to home plate than the other? Just turn it 90 degrees so that, like, it's a straight line from home plate to second base. You can mess with the batter that way. <laughs> like, am I up here? Am I back here? Am I up here? You don't know! This is also why people don't take me to baseball games. (laughs) They're also looking at getting rid of the shift. (laughs) That... Uh, okay. Where they're requiring you to have two people on each side of second base in the infield. Which my said is, if the shift works, then shift. You know, that is, that's no fair to the batter. If the batter, if the guy can't hit it between second and third, it's his own damn fault. He needs to learn how to hit better. I'm going to say this, and I may regret it. If you ever come to Milwaukee and the Tigers are playing the Brewers, we should go to the game. All right, hold on. Let me see. Might run into uh, Anna and Logan there, too. That's right. She's in Milwaukee, isn't she? Yeah. Tigers Brewers. They played three times last year. Yep. Let's see, 2019. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers schedule 2019. Oh, no. They're doing the American uh, West Division for their interleague games this year. So not this year. So, sorry. <coughs> so uh, we should probably hit the randoms. <laughs> Since we've been going well, at this for a while. Okay. Unless can, there's unless there's another topic you want to talk about. Um uh, there's more baseball, but no. I'm good. I think that's fine. We hit a lot. Yep. All right. And we talked about baseball for way too long. <laughs> but robots. I swear to God, my heart rate what's my heart rate now? Okay. But good. robots, Dave. Robots. 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 And the fact that baseball's rules need to be like rewritten. Yeah. My favorite bit was during the uh, the All-Star game when they ran out of players and the actual <laughs> Bud Selig, the current manager of Major League Baseball, commissioner, was in the crowd. So the umpires actually looked at him like, well, what do we do now? And he literally, you know, put his arms up like, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't come up with these rules. <laughs> Stupid freaking fake-ass game. What do we do? We've run out of players. What do you want to do? (laughs) You're the umpires. You evidently get to pick whatever you want. I gave you full control over this game so that I don't have to do jack shit. (sighs) Okay. Random review. My review this week. I am going to review the Harry Potter quiz on my Amazon Echo. It's a quiz. Yes. Okay. Uh, It was started back in December and you, you know, you pick your house and you get asked three questions. And if you get the questions right, you get a bonus question and you earn points for your house. You get to pick which house you want to earn for them. And that's the quiz. So it's like my uh, question of the day quiz, but Harry Potter based. And um, if you have multiple people in the house, you can, I think, have up to three people on your uh, Alexa play the quiz. 
the problem is, is that the questions are not random. Shoot, she heard me. <laughs> your your Alexa wants your attention. I don't know what she said, but yeah, no. If the uh, you can have you know multiple people play on your Echo or yeah. your Echo Show but, or your Echo. But the dot, questions you, aren't randomized. No, the questions are not randomized. So the questions that you get, if someone hears them, they will know exactly what the questions are. Yes. <clears throat> Alexa, stop. <clears throat> I don't know what was going on, but something was going on back there, and it was getting annoying. Um, so, yeah, so the questions are not random. Oh, okay. this one says there are six uh, questions. How, how hard are said questions? Um, most of the time, uh, well, the other fun bit is you can, there are two difficulty levels. One is multiple choice, and the other one is not. So you get five points <laughs> for the multiple choice correct answer, and you get 20 points for the not multiple choice answers. So most of the time, I've gotten the first two questions right without even blinking an eye and that third question was like what like you know what was the what was the name of the luck potion uh oh shoot i knew it until you asked it Mm -hmm. if you had a multiple choice answer you could probably figure it out right laura what's the name of the luck potion from harry potter uh i know it starts with an f yeah yeah it does so you know if you had a multiple choice thing you would have gotten it right right yeah probably unless there were like three or four things that were really similar to each other Felix Felicitas. Yes, that is correct. You got it. Laura got it. That's that is my Harry Potter cheat sheet. Um, so you know, if you have the multiple choice answers, it's pretty dang easy. If you don't, it's like, oh my god, what? <laughs> For like one out of the questions, and then you have to get all three right in order to get the bonus question. And these are all just you know internet points anyway for your house that may or may not matter. But yeah, no, did you, not did not you having get assigned ra- to a house. Uh, no, I I picked Ravenclaw. Kate picks Gryffindor. Oh, you get to pick your house. Yes, you get to pick your house. That's uh interesting. Yep. <clears throat> um, I don't really like it. A because yeah. the questions are not random. So you know, I I did it one day. I did it on Monday by myself because Kate was out. And then Kate yep. did it on Tuesday. Or no, she did. I did it on Monday. Kate was here, heard the answers. Then she did it on Tuesday because she didn't do it on Monday. Yep. And her Tuesday questions were my Monday questions. Oh no! So she had heard all the answers. Yeah. So it's you know they need a randomizer of questions. <laughs> that's that's what you need. Otherwise, this thing seems ridiculous. Plus, um, all the questions are excerpts from the audiobook, so you have to listen to sections of the audiobook, one of which was like 45 seconds long for you to get your answer. Listening to Jim Dale go on and on is not a terrible thing. Yes, I know, but if you're, you know, you seem to go like, yes, I know the answer. Come on, it's Hagrid. It's Hagrid. It's Hagrid. It's Hagrid. Waiting. Oh, there we go. Now I can actually... And then when you answer... It takes a second, and then it's like, oh, you know, Leaping Lizards, you got that one correct for your house. It's, it just, it seems clunky. It seems clunky and slow, and there's no repetitive, or no randomized questions, so if you're by yourself, sure, but yeah, if there's multiple people in the house, it's just, it's, it's not as fun as my other quiz app. <laughs> but, you know, it's out there. If you if you want to trust, test your Harry Potter knowledge, there's the official Harry Potter quiz. Hmm? Oh, yeah, pronunciation matters, too, if you're not Aww. doing the multiple choice. Yeah. Because I almost got that Felix question correct, but I mispronounced the, uh, the potion, therefore got it wrong. Okay. So not, not that great. Nope. Man, that's two weeks in a row of, like, we don't actually recommend this. It's out there. It's neat, but eh, don't oh, really. Oh, I, I deleted the app from my phone, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was tired of giving it my time. So yes, that's my random review, the official Harry Potter quiz on the Alexa. And what do we have for our topic? Random topic, rolled ahead of time. Why does my back itch? Makes me go, what? Why does my back itch? Yes, why does my back itch? Well, because of some sort of irritation to your epidermis. I was going to say, like, biology. That's, that's pretty much what you're going I wonder if this is more of an existential question, though. Like, not what is causing my back to itch, but why is itching even a thing? Because your body wants you to... But what does is, what is scratching give you, right? We scratch to relieve an itch. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, scratching is like the worst thing we could do to the itch. I guess, I, I suppose there are other forms of itching that we don't have to deal with anymore, where scratching was the effective way or an effective way of dealing with it, like when there were bugs on you. Yeah, I could see that. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I itch because there's an irritation. And my brain goes, hey, you should fix that. Yeah, yeah. Laura's pointing out that, like, one time 
uh, her her back was itching and there was a tick. Oh, so it was pretty good that she'd scratched. Yeah, we we also then had to thoroughly check for, for ticks. ticks. Yeah. All right, that's maybe it's a tick. You should get that looked at if your if your back is itching. That's all I got. <laughs> I this is, man, we get some weird randoms. This one is is weird. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. And with that, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>